Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. I'd like to thank Natis from Instagram for messaging me and suggesting that we do a sewer's bride. Thank you. Everyone is very grateful. Start recording. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four of A Sewer's Bride or Asher's Bride, however we pronounce it. And today we are co-hosted with Elizabeth, Rissa, and Chelsea, and we're going to introduce ourselves along with a fun fact. So my fun fact is that I grew up with three languages simultaneously, Hebrew, which is because my mother is Israeli and spoke it to us, English, because my dad is American, and Yiddish, because the whole community spoke Yiddish, so it was just in the background all the time. So I'm very lucky to have that experience because it helped me learn more languages later on. Wait, so how many languages do you know now? <laughs> um, I learned Russian for one year in high school, but I don't know much of it. I can just read a little bit of the script, and I remember words like Karandash, Okolo, Yanis Nayonichevo, and then I learned French for two more years in high school, plus the first year that we had to catch up, and I do keep up with French because I, I read stuff in French, and I always put Netflix movies on with French subtitles, So, <laughs> and then Dutch, a little bit of Dutch because my husband is Dutch, and it's very similar to like Yiddish and English put together. So I can basically understand what I hear. And then once I'm in Holland for a few weeks, I can speak like a very basic Dutch. So Europe. <laughs> yes. Some days I feel like I can barely a little bit speak of English. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going next? I'll go. So I'm part Islander, but I am allergic to pineapple. So everyone makes fun of me for this, that... <laughs> The Islander is allergic to pineapple. And this is something that happened when I was young where I kind of noticed, but then when I was older, I'm like, maybe it's just, you know, a pet peeve or like something like I just didn't like pineapple. I took a piece of fresh pineapple, bit into it, and my throat started to so, I learned the hard way. My instinct it was my body was telling me I didn't listen. So don't play so, with Rissa, when, when you say Islander, what do you mean by that? Because you did mention earlier and I wanted to follow up on that. So now's a good time. Yeah, so I am part Chamorro, which is from Guam, which is a uh, U.S. territory. Um, that's also where a lot of uh, military, I mean, it is a military establishment essentially on Guam as well. But yeah, I'm part Chamorro, but funny enough, that's actually not a majority of what I am. The brown shows, which I love. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm actually <laughs> um, a bunch of things. I am French. I am Italian. I am also... Uh, Irish and Scottish and like I have a lot of a lot of mix a lot of mix of like recently descended like immigrants to America like not too far back so I just joke like I'm everything I'm like basically what America is you're just like from everywhere oh <laughs> that is so cool that is really cool all right well I'll go next time Elizabeth uh my fun fact is that I have off screen right here in my living room you can see like one i have lots of house plants probably five dozen ish last time i counted so you know i have some die and i bring in more usually one dies and then that means i can justify buying like three so <laughs> um i write on ao3 as begonia rex which is named after 
that plant right there that's a begonia it's like three feet tall so I just connected that Yes. Your is great. So now my brain is like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, because people ask, like, what did you come up? How did you come up with your name? And it's like, well, you know that scene in Anchorman where like Steve Carell is like, I love lamp. <laughs> and he's like, you're just looking at things and saying you love them, don't you? No. It's like, yeah, Elizabeth needed to come up with a username and was like, the begonia used to literally be right here. So I was like, Begonia Rex. Great, great. That's my username. So did you help Chelsea? Chelsea, you're in stages, you, you were the one that has like um, Tora going to the plant stuff to buy her plants, right? Was that in your story? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was wondering, did you help her out a little bit with that or was it all, all your own? Oh, no, no. Chelsea's way into plants too. She actually has her own plant room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mine are just all over the house because I don't have pets. So. Or kids. So. <laughs> when we moved into our new house we had this whole room open you know bright windows you know perfect natural lighting and travis walks in my husband and he's like yeah this is your plant room <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> it's like you glad you agree with my decision <laughs> question for both of you who waters the plants when you go on vacation though what happens I mean, you just water them really well. You only need to water them yeah. like once a week. Yeah, I'll say I, I, we haven't been anywhere. I think over, a, you know, like stayed anywhere for over a week, at least not like recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we did, I, my cousin is really big into plants, so she'd come over and water them and take care of the cat. Um, but yeah, I say yeah, just give them a really good bath. <laughs> before you, you bury them in the backyard because they're dead so, again, <laughs> yeah, so you just get a new one <laughs> my dad my dad would probably come over and water them for me if I needed to because like some of the plants I have are actually like babies that he started and then he's like here have plants <laughs> so Chelsea what's your, uh, your fun I'm fact? Chelsea I'm, I'm trying to think of when it was now um like maybe 20, 2013 or 2014, I finally went to Ireland with a friend. Rissa reminded me, <laughs> she said that she was Irish and I changed my fun fact in my head real quick. <laughs> but um, I went to Ireland. We went to, um, let's see, we landed in Dublin, drove two and a half hours to this private villa, ended up in Cork. Um, oh gosh. We went all over the place. We were a bunch of different places. Got pulled over by a police officer. <laughs> Yelled at me for driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Whoops. Did he really yeah. yell? Uh-huh. Did he really yell? Or he was yelled he just- at me. And oh. I was so startled. He was, you know, in khakis and driving this like blue hatchback behind me. And I'm jet lagged driving two hours. And he rolls up and he's like, hey, you know, how's it going? And he just starts yelling at me. Like my, you know, my dad is a police officer here in the U.S. I'm like, no, we don't talk to each other that way. So immediately, I'm just like, dude, I'm American. I'm stupid. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing here. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to be yelled at in Irish. I love their accents. But it see, was 
it was pretty great. Think an accent, but like <laughs> a part of me would be like, oh, hello, officer. They'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, how's it going? And he started screaming. And I'm oh, like, no, dude, I'm American. Literally not even here for two hours. It's like, I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing here. He was pretty forgiving after that. But other yeah, than that, it was a pretty, from there. that was a, my favorite place I've ever been. It was a dream to be able to go there, so. I actually have, um, I had, <laughs> I had tickets for Holland that I had pushed off two summers in a row. I had bought it like two and a half years ago already. I don't know, a long time ago. And I pushed off one year because my husband had an accident right before we were supposed to go. Second year, last year because of the point of Corona. So this year I rebooked it. Hopefully we'll go, but I booked it to Dublin this time. And I want to travel from there to Holland where my husband's family is and all around. We'll see. Hopefully we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I say it's wonderful. Yeah. You'll love it there. Ireland's gorgeous. Yeah. I, I've gone to, and I love it. Have that. you? Oh. So, especially if you drive, if you mm-hmm. drive yourself, and not just go to touristy spot, uh, spots, especially like, I'm going off way too much, but like if you go to like the Ring of Kerry, like all of that, mm-hmm. um, and you drive yourself, you just get a way different experience. And it's relatively easy to drive there. Like it's not like too Yeah, easy. it was, so, yeah, it was on the interstate. It was <laughs> not knowing the difference between like the lanes as opposed to like, I could drive on the public, like, you know, streets just fine. It was the interstate that I yeah. got <laughs> The country roads, by the way, are so narrow. That's like where it gets like a little crazy too. Stone walls. I digress. I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, okay. a little crazy. Yeah. Well, now we're about to travel to another exotic place somewhere in Asia. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Let's Good get transition. Into it. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like one of my jobs as a host is to, is to transition from chit chat back to the episode. <laughs> right. Okay, and I think Elizabeth, you're starting us off, right? Uh, I think that was, yeah, I can start. Yeah, (laughs) I forgot who was supposed to start. So, So, yeah, we're on episode four. It's called By the White Lake. Mm. Um, And I just have to say again, I love this style. I like the art style that she did in this. Like, Mm. it's so painterly and. I live in Minneapolis and the Minneapolis Institute of Arts has like a huge Asian art collection. And so like, having spent many hours looking at like ink brush paintings, I'm just like, oh, she just nailed this so much. I love it. (laughs) So like we start with like birds and then you, you know, and then you've got tree branches and what looks like, you know, kind of hazy mountains. And then we kind of come into um, U.S. feet just kind of wiggle, wiggle, wiggle coming off the horse. And then she lands. And Ulan says, no help needed, I see. You're pretty good, schooled in horseback riding. And Yua says, you know, back home I hunt and kill and I'm very skilled with a bow and arrow. I could put an arrow right through here if I wanted to. And she pokes Ulan in the chest. And he says, you know, I live for the thrill. And this definitely <laughs> thrills me. She covers his mouth. Kindly keep a distance from me. Your close proximity is not wanted. This is this is hilarious because, like, first of all, I like the fact that he's admiring her skill. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. like, this is not something that every female he comes across can do. And then Yua just flings it right back in his face. And it's like, I could do this. I could do that. I could actually kill you. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, like, I can do anything better than you, but yeah, like, I can do 
anything better. better. Yeah, I guess I can. So it's like the dynamic, but it's it's rather it's really flirty. Like she's not afraid to get in his face too. Mm-hmm. Like really, like you know, like can't push me around. And I was gonna say the same, like the uh, about the art style. Every panel looks like a painting. Like it just mm-hmm. looks that detailed and gorgeous. And that's why I even got to know Lily Dusk is because I was just looking at webtoons on the usual and then I like stopped here because the art was so beyond what most uh most of the artists on the site you know were at and in different style too so I agree like you could just like look at the art and just be like appreciate just for that so So did you find Asura's Bride first or did you find MPL first so Asura's Bride like I was I was here in the old days (laughs) like I was I've been around for a minute um but uh (laughs) No, yeah, I, I found it when Asura's Bride was still coming out with chapters. Like, oh, when it was wow. Oh, wow. And uh, I just remember just like when, um, when they, when, gosh, Ulan and Yua, when they look at each other, that moment, I just like took my breath away, not just for the cheesy romantical sense, but the artwork and the expression mm-hmm. and everything. It was like too gorgeous. Ah, like, it was, like <laughs> and my addiction started then and I've never recovered. Hello, I'm Rissa. I am a recovering, not wanting to recover. <laughs> yeah. I know it amazes me. I always wonder, like, I mean, I, I wonder to myself, like, will I ever burn out will I ever be like oh I'm not interested but like I just read I just now I've been rereading Midnight Poppy Land every time I you know for like the Midnight Poppy Land Seeds group um I post like twice a week the episode review and every time I do it I'm like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> so still in love <laughs> yeah I'm actually working on a big tattoo in homage to Midnight Poppy Land and writing fanfic so it'll be my second biggest tattoo when it's done Yes, I know, I remember and it will about it. it will have a peony in it, of course, and poppies. Oh, and a tiger butterfly, right? Was I correct? Yeah, two tiger butter tiger swallowtail butterflies. Because there's the like the yellow variant that we see, but there's also like a black version that I really like too. So, did you say peonies? I heard P and E, and I was really confused. Peony, like the flower. Peony, like the flower on Ulan's throat. And okay. On Tora. <laughs> or Peony as a poppy and her dean, or, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's her shit. Poppy and her That's the real shit. <laughs> I'll find out later. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so, like, you're talking about the art. Like, one of the things that grabbed me, actually, with Midnight Poppy Land and then Asura's Bride is actually the tattoos. Because, mm. um, I'm pretty into that and like did a lot of research in college and so like it always kind of annoys me when like people sort of just like put them on and I'm like ah, they like curve around things guys so like when I first pulled up a sir's bread and I was like oh cool he has like this really awesome like peony tattoo on his throat I just like that was kind of actually what like grabbed my attention right away because it just looks really cool the dimensions, like the, the actually going around the arm and stuff and stuff. Mm-hmm. On. Yeah, definitely. Um, anatomy. <laughs> anatomy. Speaking mm-hmm. of anatomy, I'm like looking at this panel right now, like, mm, where's that finger pointing? <laughs> and she's touching him. You notice, by the way, there's parallelism because Poppy at the Alice's restaurant, when Tora was talking about um, Jacob and he was getting angry, 
she poppy you know grabs his mouth and she's like oh other people's feelings you know thoughts are their judgments or whatever are theirs to keep mm-hmm. and ulan i mean not ulan you does the same thing to ulan here and you know they both of them basically just met right i mean mm-hmm. and they're already comfortable enough with like touching each other in a pretty intense and kind of like cheeky way mm-hmm. right so here, you know, um, there Poppy was doing it as like, oh, you know, like kind of like giving him an emotional, um, like a very wise statement. Here she's like, shut up, like stop teasing me. <laughs> but he has that same teasing demeanor and like the same like sexual flirtation that Tora does. Tora's always making sexual innuendo jokes. Mm-hmm. And here Ulan's doing the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, your headstrongness and your ability to kill me thrills me. <laughs> Must be genetic. Yeah, I was going to say the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, they're the ancestors, you know? It's just, it runs in the family, the flirtation. <laughs> like, that's still canon that they're just, you know, these are the ancestors of Poppy and Tora, so. <laughs> well, not Poppy, but yeah, but Tora. I guess not Poppy. That'd be a little weird, because then it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> necessarily it's so many generations later at some point we're all related because um we're all from the same ancestors because it's so many it's so many generations afterwards but yeah yeah but yeah speaking of you know flirtation um Ulan's like I'm going to the riverbank to clean up and don't try to get her away with Kara she'll throw you off in an instant see ya um <laughs> and he's thinking to myself she's so serious so fun to tease um And he was like, I don't believe you, liar. And then the horse just kind of has like, you know, like the evil eyes. (laughs) Why does he have the evil eyes? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if I ever really noticed that before. Yeah, it's like the, oh yeah. Glowing, like you can't trust me. Is it related to the curse? (laughs) Is the horse part of the curse? No, I think it's more just like, you know, the horse is like, yeah, no, I will throw you. Don't even try. Try me. Right. But, you know, it speaks to, to Ulan's recognition of Yua's independent spirit and the fact that she will try to run away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just like, you know, her personality, she is so, like, bold. Because, like, you know, she's in the middle of the wilderness with this guy who, like, rescued her, but then took her prisoner and isn't telling her anything. Um, but is also, like, flirting with her. <laughs> And she's just like lobbing it back every time, like n- zero fear of this guy. What I love about those panels is her, you know, I could put an arrow through your, basically like your heart if I wanted to. And she steps really close to him and he gets close to her. And then she's like, no, back off. But she initiated <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. She actually it's also taps him down immediately. The push and pull. Cupid be like mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, arrow through the heart. <laughs> Jackie taps his chest because you you see the tuck. So mm-hmm. she not only got up in his face, she also like, you know, touched him. Yeah, yeah, but she's like, you need to back off. <laughs> you were in his face first. You started this. <laughs> yeah, don't start when you're not prepared to finish. <laughs> Well, they'll get, they'll get plenty close later on. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a little break, and U.S. says, "Phew, held that in for as long, so long, I almost burst." Um, and she's walking out of the woods, and then she says, "Oh, he removed his armor. He almost looks like a civilian like that." And then she kind of has this like 
sort of surprised, taken aback look. Um, and goes, huh? Wait a minute, that's, and we see Ulan um, kneeling down by the lake. And the next panel, he's flicking um, her cloak over a branch. She says, that's my cloak, you saved it from the bandits. Uh, it'll take a few hours to dry, but at least it's not covered in bandit blood and grime now. I'm guessing you would rather freeze than put that dirty cloak on. She thinks to herself, well, he's not wrong to say that. <laughs> you know what I thought that now that I see um, when it first says, oh, he removed his armor. He almost looks like a civilian in that. And then you see her wide-eyed glance. So I see now that the wide-eyed glance is actually for her, the cloak. But it reminds me, if we're going to make another reference to Bandit Poppyland, of how Poppy was surprised when she first saw Tora wearing those shorts and she saw that tattoo on his leg. And she was like, oh, wow, this is another side of him that I haven't seen before. So it kind of reminded me of that. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Right. I'm and getting hair envy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. I'm All I'm saying is hair envy. Like when you see him back in the lake and his gorgeous hair is just like, <laughs> I'm like hey, hey. See, Tora kind of ruined that for me because he's like, when they're at Regina's Peak and he's making that yeah. joke about the king with like super long hair. And he's just like, yeah, what did his queen have to do? Hold it up for him when he went to take him dump. And I'm just like, well, thanks for thanks for that, Tora. Because now yeah. that's what always pops into my mind now whenever I see like Ulan's long hair. So it's like, yeah, how do you go to the bathroom with that? Yeah. <laughs> I've said this story on the podcast before, but my husband, when he was a teenager, had really, really long hair, which he has naturally blonde hair because he's Dutch, but he dyed it black because he was a goth teenager. And he said he cut it off when at one point he went to the bathroom and when he got up from the toilet, the end of his hair was wet. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> yep. And I, I wish I had seen him with his long hair because I love long hair. Oh, well. me too. <laughs> but now he won't grow it out for you. So after 11 years of marriage, he is finally, and 11 years of begging, he is finally <laughs> growing it, but like now it's like, I don't know, up to here, you know, he has like the nineties hairstyle now and let's just wait and see. Let's just see. That's <laughs> I, I literally praise him every single day for his hair and they're like, I'll stop and I'll be like, oh, you're so gorgeous. Like, I'll just do that. And he doesn't get to see, like if he, someone did that to me, I would be like, mm, that's great. And I would continue doing it. I don't think it works so effectively on him. Like, I don't know if that's such a motivator for him, but one can hope. <laughs> See, I'm on the opposite end and I was like nagging my husband for like three months to get a haircut and I'm just like <laughs> I want to see your eyes you have eyebrows I want to see those <laughs> so yeah uh oh um and also like the fact that he saved her cloak that was kind mm -hmm. that was you know considerate of him also she must be freezing like obviously he has his warm armor so he's not completely insensitive to her needs. Like emotional, I think, because the cloak probably is emotionally comforting for her and physical, the fact that she won't be freezing with her open, you know, dress. Yeah, the fact that he took the time to scrub all those stains off of a pure white cloak. <laughs> well, his outfit is quite dirty. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. like, he's kind of a gentleman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you're continuing, right? Yep. I'm here. And then it shows um, there's like a split in his shirt across his shoulder, uh, bandage, bloody bandages. And uh, U.S. says, wait, there's blood all over you. And he says, don't worry, I'm not that weak. None of it is mine. And she's like, except for that giant bandage wound, it's soaked in blood. And she's pointing at it. 
in the next panel, she looks pretty concerned. It looks quite bad. He must have taken painkillers to suppress the pain. And there's just a panel of him looking over at her and then he shoves a cloth into her dirty face. <laughs> uh, she says, wow. He says, why is your face still so dirty? Didn't you go off to tend to yourself? She says, the handmaidens have always done this for me, so I don't know how to. I just went for number two, that's all. Stop moving. And he's wiping at her face. She says, the truth is I didn't clean my face because he might find out that I'm not eldest sister because I'm not even close to how beautiful she is. And then it shows him kind of more gently wiping at her face, cleaning it, and her eyes are closed. She says, but this feels kind of nice. He's surprisingly gentle. And Juan says, so, and it shows him looking down at her. This is the face of the famed beauty of Sean, huh? And she's thinking, please don't notice. Please don't notice. And little bedumps, nervous, being caught. And it shows him looking at her again. And he says, not bad. So, I want to go. So, one of the things that I noticed was when, first of all, did you notice how like Ulan is so macho that he's like he can't admit that like he might have a wound? Mm -hmm. And the second, the second that she points out, uh, "Yes, boy, you do have a wound," he's like, "Why is your face dirty? Let's not talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what's wrong with you." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's totally fine. Your face is dirty. Just a little blood. I like the humanizing that she went, she told him she went, was going to the bathroom, was going number two. Yeah. That doesn't actually yeah. happen on webtoons. They like to pretend like poop and bodily functions like that don't happen. Yeah. But like, so that was nice because it's like, wow, that's kind of also an intimate level to be so candid with someone. Like, yeah, I was just, you know, taking right. a dump in the woods. <laughs> love, right? Like, you can tell someone. I already feel open enough with you to tell you <laughs> what I just did. <laughs> Yeah, and it was trying to distract just a teeny bit, but it, it's funny. It's they cut, she kind of mentioned it. I mean, I just like the, as we said, how comfortable they are to mm -hmm. communicate in a fashion that almost like friends would. And yeah. I don't think, I think they realize it, but don't at this point, which it starts to speed up as the story goes. Like he's already kind of doting on her and she's already kind of being like her best silly self, which is great. <laughs> Yeah, like they do not like stand on any kind of ceremony around each other. Like they're just like, I mean, you know, they met under odd circumstances, but like she's very like antagonistic to him where it's like, you know, she's a princess and she's supposed to be, you know, demure and like um, probably, you know, very graceful and quiet and not talk to right. people. And she's just like, you know, always got something to say to him and he just goes right back like they have a really good like banter back and forth pretty much right away. Yeah, and Ula, um, Ua, I keep mixing up like calling money their names, but <laughs> yeah, um, Ua is concerned for him. You know, she she asked herself, she's like, oh, it looks bad. I, you know, I must have taken painkillers, which I highly doubt he took any painkillers given his macho-ness. He's like, I don't need painkillers. That's for whips. <laughs> Uh, the expression that he that he gives back to her, I think, to me, shows that he notices her concern and appreciates it. Like he has this little smile playing on his lips, and his face is a little softer and gentler. So to me, it seems like he's melting a little bit and like really appreciating the fact that she is concerned over him. That's what I see, at least. 
Yeah. Well, and he probably, you know, we know later that he probably doesn't really get people being concerned about him in that way. Like they expect him to be tough and not admit weakness. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's, you know, showing concern for her back, which yes, we know he's doing it like to distract from his himself, but it is sweet of him. You know, the fact that he's cleaning her face off. <laughs> but he also does that in a kind of aggressive way. He's like, yeah. he cleans her face gently, but he <laughs> accuses her at the same time, which is also, again, the push and pull. You know, when a couple gets together, you can't, most people at least, they don't like to rush in and say right away, oh, I love you, I like you, which obviously I don't think they're up to that stage anyway. But, you know, you don't want to show your cards right away. You want to still, you know, be self-sufficient. So he's being nice to her, but also, you know, being teasing of her at the same time so to not be too close they're just so freaking pretty look at their <laughs> eyes look at you as freaking doe eyes and then ulan with his red beautiful ruby eyes and i was just like you're both too effing pretty like i just like freaking you was like oh, i'm not as pretty as my sister i'm like what are you and i'm like what what does your sister look like that <laughs> oh my god you are not considered as pretty like she is stunning she is so pretty i mean i'm glad like she's not like i mean she can be confident in her looks like i'm not about girls not knowing that they look good because i think that's yeah. a little silly people can be self-aware but i like I mean, it does add a bit of cuteness to the scene, but when, when I first read it, I'm like, are you kidding me right I now? <laughs> I really want to know what your sister looks like. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So she says now, you know, wait, what? And like this panel where she's finally clean and yeah, she has those gorgeous gray eyes and his, his hand is on her cheek very gently, by the way. Do you notice that? For like <laughs> multiple like... panels too. Yes. And then her <laughs> hand... Her hand came up like a few panels back too. So like he's cleaning her face and she like it kind of just instinctively like brings her hand up to touch him. <laughs> yeah, so he's just standing there like holding her face and she's like touching his hand. Um but yeah, just yeah, just that like just the touch, like without even thinking. And then there's a couple of panels where that just show her shock. There's the one, mm -hmm. like you say, where her hand is on his arm and he's, you know, he's still touching her face and looking down at her from his great height because, you know, it's the same dynamic, very tall, very short. <laughs> and she's just looking up at him like completely, he has let go at this point, but just with his like wide eyes. And she's like really, really looking intensely at him. And he reacts by ba-dumping with this, <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I'm falling for her. What is happening? Kind mm -hmm. of expression. <laughs> he even has one eye missing. He's blinded by love. <laughs> he has a little blush. <laughs> yeah, the little tiny baby blush. <laughs> oh dear. And what does he do immediately? He can't face it. He runs away. He's like, turns around, finish up yourself. I'm going to get food. And he, you know, still has that blush. He has a little sweat mark. Yua is you know, a little surprised at this sudden turning away because she has these question marks around her. And yeah, I think she feels a little deprived. <laughs> but yeah, he's not ready yet to admit to feelings for her. And he's like, don't look at me like that, God damn it, he thinks to himself because he is affected by that feeling. 
like must must maintain you know smirky flirty uh macho personality and then he's just like ah cute girl looked at me (laughs) (laughs) poor fella who's the captor really in this situation exactly (laughs) the tides are turning from the tables. What is the phrase? I don't know, guys. I didn't watch the tides. What is it? The tables are turning. You mean <laughs> the tides? Tides are changing. There is an expression with tides, but the tides are changing. The tides are changing. Yeah, so you could say the tides are turning. I like oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, tides maybe are receding. Whirlpool, like man. <laughs> You know, I recently learned that um, not everybody has the same phrase for, you know, when somebody's thinking or talking about you, like in Midnight Poppy Land, we see like Tora and Poppy both sneeze when they're like being talked about or thought about. And that's like more of a specifically like Asian Mm -hmm. um, cultural thing. Whereas like what I grew up with is we would say like, oh, were your ears burning? earlier Mm -hmm. because I was talking about you um and I found out recently like not everybody knows what where your ears burning mean because like my one of my sisters has a boyfriend who grew up in like rural Indiana and I said that to him and he just didn't react and I was like wait (laughs) do you not know what that means and he's like no I've never heard that before and I was like that means we were just talking about you right before you came in so yeah, I just it's funny that like culturally there's different things. So yeah. Plus I just I feel like I'm dyslexic. I'm a lot of things. Like I'll mess up me. Like I create my own language in my brain sometimes and I'll just come out. But I like that too. Honestly, like there's certain Asian uh if you read a lot of like manga or manhwa, mm-hmm. there are certain uh, cultural things that you'll see time and time again are used to. What I find interesting is people who are reading um, both these for the first time, they're not used to the similar like tropes that maybe mm-hmm. us like, yes. much are where we're like, oh, we know, we know what this is. And people are just like, what is this? Like, why <laughs> is it this way? And it's because they're, you know, if you've read so much, you get used to that kind of like, like how they tell their stories, how they kind of show a girl likes a guy. But Lily Dusk is different because she is more westernized mm-hmm. and she's her kind of own thing where there is that little kind of nod to the Asian culture, but then it like develops into its own thing, which I think you see later, especially in the mature conversation, which I'll bring up again and again, is like the conversation isn't just like, you have beautiful eyes. Thank you. Let's go. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was actually just talking about this earlier. Um in a group chat that Chelsea and I were in where we're saying that, you know, one thing about Lily Dusk is she is working with tropes um, that are common in manga and anime, but it's like what she does with them is really interesting. So as somebody who's been reading, you know, manga and comics since I was like five, you know, there's all this visual, these visual cues and visual shorthand that you pick up over time. And so you kind of expect things to go a certain way. And like Lily Dusk really plays with that a lot, like particularly more in Midnight Poppy Land. Um, But even in Asura's Bride with like kind of the expectations that we have of who, you know, you should be based on like how we first see her and like who we are expecting Ulan to be um, emotionally. And so like the fact that like, 
you know, later on he cries, like that's kind of subverting the expectations that you would normally have with a character like that. And so like, I really appreciate that. She plays with the tropes, she plays with the expectations, but then she just completely like surprises us because we're we're going into this expecting oh it's going to be like this and she's like haha i know that so i'm going to play with that which is really fun as like somebody who's really widely read and like i worked at a bookstore for like five years um it is very rare that i'm like surprised by a story um but like i so appreciate that like lily dusk continually surprises me with her storytelling, which is really fun because it's like, I love not knowing where the story is going. Like, I love being surprised and just like going on, going along for the ride. And so like, even with a very like, much more traditional, um, like Asian influence story with like Asura's Bride, she's still playing with those expectations and those tropes in a fun way. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I agree completely. It's just like totally fun to see where she's going to take something. And to be honest, I think that's why people follow her is because she gives you more than you were ever expecting. So mm -hmm. go into it kind of like, I'm going to be the same all, be a quick fix to my like thirst. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I need more. <laughs> she's like, we're in no, it's like, it's especially um, this genre. There's an oasis of women who will probably, I talked about this at, why this speaks to people probably in middle age, which I'm talking about, not actual middle age, like 29, 30s, into 30s and such, is mm -hmm. because it's not typical. Even this story itself um, with a vulnerable, like he starts, he's not a typical jerk character. Like he's not following all the tropes that you would see. And as mm -hmm. the story goes on, you'll see more of kind of like more his personality and responsibilities. And like, that is the demographic that she is like, who needed something like this, who was like, stuck in like the high school and I keep saying this but it's true stuck in the high school webtoons kind of like the very uh thinly layered not too much depth characters and then Lily just comes along who's like beautiful art beautiful story mature feelings mature things very sexy things on her patreon ah shameless plug <laughs> shameless plug guys go to her patreon and it, it's just really it's really satisfying so sorry to segue mm -hmm. too much but i'm sure this will be brought up in other episodes by people in different ways because as i said for me it's something unique than just what you keep reading time and time again that's all I yeah well and I mean she moves her stories along like I see people comment a lot about how like you know Oscar's Bride was very short but she moved the story very quickly in a way that felt fairly natural to me like mm -hmm. and even in Midnight Poppy Land I mean we get our first kiss in what episode 29 um yeah. I don't remember right now off the top of my head but like Six the fact 35 47 50 <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> um but the fact that like even the fact that people were so surprised by their first kiss because she led into it in a way that like again completely subverting our expectations um and like yeah the mature the mature storytelling I think there's a reason that the fandom tends to skew older is that we're looking for stories you know we like the romance I mean we want the romance story but we want it to feel like 
means something and it has like weight to it you know like you were saying that it's not just this kind of superficial like ah let's run around in circles for 50 episodes and and never admit our feelings (laughs) and so yeah I appreciate that like she she has a more mature story telling where it's like yeah you've got the romance and the meet cute um but like you're really getting into themes of like um expectations on you of how you're supposed to be and like can you find happiness and love in the midst of like kind of sucky life situations Hmm. yeah yeah well totally agree with what everyone has said here so just gonna no point in repeating it just i agree (laughs) (laughs) is it me Uh, am i going am i i think chelsea right no so yeah you did the last part yeah that's you okay Okay, so we pan over to nighttime now, and there's a fire going, and you is all bundled up, and there's just a, maybe okay, maybe wind in the trees. I don't know what the Cree is, but you know it's setting up the scene. And then I think we, it's, um, I think it's like grasshoppers. Yeah, that's that's like winter time, though. I can't do sound effects. I don't know. It's a creature. <laughs> I like the branches rubbing together because they're bare. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, or it's the trees or something. Mm. Um, not a significant plot point, but maybe someone will find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we have uh, Ulan, and he's like, damn, animals are all hiding in this weather. It's nightfall already, because he's probably looking for food, and he says, I hope, and then I have, I hope you're certain that it's safe to be camping out here at night, and then I think that's Yua, and then it goes back to Ulan saying, you'll be fine as long as you stay by the fire. And she's like, I'll take your word for it, because they're still being sassy to each other. So there we go. Um, then uh, Ulan stands up, and then Yua's giving the eyes, kind of like, what you doing? <laughs> and then- Her hand, like, conveniently, this is like the sexy pose, the innocent sexy pose, like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh. Then immediately it shows him just like laying down, lounging <laughs> in the next panel. And she's like, wait, you're sleeping now? what if the bandits returning? he's like oh now you're clinging on to me he's like don't and she's like don't be shameless i'm not clinging on to you and that's shaking your arm that's all <laughs> yeah yeah she, and she's just like shaking him and then it says um he says didn't you say you were very skilled with a bow and arrow and she's like do i look like i have a bow and arrow with me and then he's just like yeah you do he just hands over his bow and arrow and then she's like and then he's like i've been awake and in battle for five days and nights now, I don't think I can stay awake for much longer. And he comes just like gives her, okay, this seems a little odd, right? Like he's like supposed to be the captor and he's like, here's the weapon. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm tired from the war. <laughs> like, like, I think he trusts her by now, you know, yeah, trusts her yeah. enough to not kill him. Yeah. But she doesn't, and then, um, and then he's like, sorry, he's falling asleep saying, just stay by the fire and don't leave my side. You'll be, he falls asleep. And her eyes are just like, what, what has happened? Like what is happening right now? And then, and she's thinking to herself, awake in battle for five days. What kind of beast is he? He's even frowning in the sleep. He must've been fighting this exhaustion all day. And it's funny because it's like concern, right? Like, oh, like, man, like how did he make it this far? And then she thinks, I'm not as unreasonable as to deny him the rest he obviously needs. And I'm confident enough with a bow and arrow, but, and she like looks behind her and you see the creepy woods. Of course, everything looks creepy in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I have an un, you know, uneasy feeling about this place. And then you hear wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And it's not the <laughs> something different. It's not the creeing. And that's where the chapter ends because you need to leave it on a creepy uh <laughs> 
that. But there's something to be said about that because I just love how she's just concerned about him. Like, he's unreasonable. He needs to sleep. And then she's like, I can defend us, maybe. <laughs> and I just think it's cute because that's the, that is like expectations out the window, right? Like mm-hmm. the captain, here's a weapon. You defend us. I'm going to bed, right? <laughs> she got us. <laughs> I, will, I will defend us from some. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> And her thoughts are not what you expect either. She's just like, oh, he's like exhausted from the battle. And like, what? <laughs> I like it though. It made me laugh. Well, and I, I like- impressed. Yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, just like, you know, she's like, that he takes her at her word too. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, she could have just been bluffing that she knows how to use a bow and arrow, but he's like, you said you know how to use a bow and arrow. So here you go. Try not to get us killed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sleep here. But I'm like, impressed, but but again, the fact that like he doesn't um be like, oh yeah, sure, you know how to use a bow, right? It's more like, okay, so that's so here, like, show me that you can actually do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I am like impressed that he was up for five days and five nights. Like, even when I was 17, I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. I was awake once for three days straight and <gasps> ended up at the ER, so. What happened? We have to hear the story. Oh, well, it was not fun, but I had, uh, 2015, I had a nervous breakdown and had a series of panic attacks, which culminated in me being awake for three days. I mean, I may have slept a little bit here and there, but like the third morning, I was just like, okay, this is not good. But like, you're not thinking straight at that point. And like, I mean, you're so out of it. So yeah, when it was like five days, I'm like, really? And you could have like a coherent conversation? Take down, what was it, 40 bandits? (laughs) Yeah, you took out 40 guys, maybe, you know, 40 guys. You rode through the woods, you went hunting for dinner. Um, cleaned her cloak. <laughs> yeah, cleaned her cloak. And I'm just like, all those chores, but he didn't have to. <laughs> but yeah, five days and five days. It's insane. It's just, you know, that's just uh, attributed to the fiction aspect of this. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> the magical, the magical part of the magical realism. There you go. He does daddy energy, right? Like he takes care of her and is like, I mean, daddy in the kinky way, not in the creepy way, just by the way. <laughs> like, he's just like, you know, he takes care of business. He's like, okay, okay, got you tucked in. Here's your weapon. Go into bed. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, he takes care of the situation and he's just like, done. Done. For okay. I also want to point out, like, his shirt is constantly open. And if I was like, and I know it's leather, I guess, but like, if I was in the middle of the woods, in the freezing woods, I would not be having my shirt open that open. And you was, you know, robe was also quite open. Whatever, just pointing it out, you know. It's well, it's our like this, pleasure for our I'm eyes. Go <laughs> <laughs> on abs, I'd be like, you know, like, oh, let me just go over here, and like, <laughs> and if I look like you, I'd just be like, me, like I don't know. <laughs> Maybe both of them are a little supernatural. I don't know, but you're right. Like they seem to not be reacting to the snowy, cold weather as one would think. But that kind of hints more to Ulan than anything else. Like, everything he's saying right now is kind of leading up to, like, Ulan's a little different, right? Besides his red, you know, glowy eyes, he, you know, he can stay up for five days and fight bandits and do all this stuff and still be okay. So it's it's part of the narrative, but it's funny. Oh, yeah. 
also they must be pretty hungry i'm not sure about like you see that they're drinking from their canteens but the fact that they didn't get anything for dinner i don't think they really ate anything well like no that. when he comes from the woods he's carrying like what looks like um oh, a, a bird? headless bird yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, did he? I thought he didn't have food. Oh, no, he does. He does. Yeah. He had a, he had a pheasant. Okay. Because so it looks like... Because it was too like... long for him to get him, so that was my... Like, I couldn't see. Yeah. It blended. Maybe that it, was what making the thing. That's well, I that's because, like, you can see you are, you are, like, eating something, and then, like, she. I think she was looking her thumb because, like, she's finishing up eating. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So they weren't drinking. Okay, they good. Were I'm glad they got some hot food. <laughs> I also want to point out the thing for me that I loved was that visual shot of Yua sitting by the fire from above. Um, I know I was reading Lily's Patreon and one of the things she was talking about, this was a long time ago, was how she was trying to work on the the visuals were basically kind of like the angle of the, uh, as though it was a camera, like the different mm -hmm angles that it could come from so you know that variety gives you visual pleasure and it's just also beautiful to see like you know okay now we're we're seeing it from on top rather than just like what a lot of most comics are um you know you just have like the, the frontal as though you're you're standing mm. there with them so it's nice to see that diversity and also the the coloring is beautiful because previously it's a lot of like whites but now we're getting into dusk or you know nighttime so everything's like this very muted blue navy blue with the the reds and oranges of the fire and it's just beautiful as usual mm -hmm. oh yeah plus the snow falling it's just gorgeous and you can still see the blood on this like outfit like you can still see those details like so they're keeping consistent throughout the story yes mm -hmm. he did lose an eye in that panel but it was more for narrative speaking and you could like focus on his little blushy cheek on this side <laughs> you know uh, and it's creative choice but I think we've often said like even in other podcasts she does draw like a director like a movie director like mm -hmm. she, like you were watching a movie so you're like the door comes over from here and we're gonna focus over there and then we're gonna kind of come from this shot so you can get a feel for like the space that they're working in which mm -hmm. is why I think this would actually be easier to translate into like animation later because there's already a lot of that like building of the world. <laughs> and I much would prefer an animation of both actually. I would love this. This is a short yeah, one. Yeah, like, just both. I have it all right ahead. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's ready. It's ready to go. Here's my money raining down from the sky. But... Well, I mean, she even made a map of like kind of where the camps are in relation to each other and like where Sean is in relation to like where you was captured in the woods like we see that later um in the story and like I always appreciate that just like having a sense of like where are they like how long did this take like um one of my big pet peeves in stories is like authors just kind of not figuring out how long things take are like oh that's 20 miles away it's going to take this long on foot um so i appreciated that like not only did she create this really strong visual sense of space but like she actually figured out like the literal space of things like where things are in relation to each other um it's just that world building stuff that i think makes it's in the background and you know she doesn't have to reference it a bunch for the readers but obviously that's informing like her storytelling um, which I always appreciate. And I think it just, it gives more more depth and realism to the story to have that stuff kind of running in the background. 
also it wouldn't be a, a proper ancient battley like story without a map that's like very yeah. <laughs> very typical like fantasy things they always have a map in the front mm -hmm. <laughs> the lord of the rings way you got it yeah. you can't have fantasy exactly what i was thinking yeah. yeah me too yeah you can't have a, a journey like an important journey and not have a cool map to go with it yeah <laughs> bless me really yeah so do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we go on to the bonus content <laughs> okay. Okay. It feels like we've said a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, having my first like podcast episode with you guys was like over two hours. So anything after that, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like we barely talked at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is very different with Asura's Bride. They're they're not that long, so it's yeah. like. But I particularly like, so came quickly. in on like an MPL episode that just had so much going on. And so I hadn't, you know, I've listened to the podcast, obviously, but um, just coming in for my first, like being on, it was like well over two hours. And so now I'm like, oh yeah, it's only been like an hour. It's fine, guys. It's cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was once, I once told someone who, uh, I, I applied for a job at a, at a podcasting company and I told them about this podcast and I mentioned they were two hours long and he was like, it's George arrived. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, we're obsessed. Like, There's uh, a lot of details to talk about, okay, guys? Yeah. <laughs> episodes, right? And I mean, people, yeah, people are obviously willing to listen to two, uh, people talk mm -hmm. for two hours about Midnight Populand. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I checked out the, I, I occasionally check out the, the completion rate. For the podcast and I don't really see a difference between the half hour podcast the early ones that we did and like the longer ones so I'm like okay I guess so far so good and when yeah. I asked them I asked the survey several times and like the majority of people said I don't care keep it as long as you want so that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah because people love enjoy I mean there's those people who do uh D, D campaigns and they'll stay for like three hours in because you know if it's something people enjoy they'll they'll be in for the ride of it and again it's a testament to the material if this was again just like a one one and done we'd be like they were hot they were in the forest then <laughs> they might have had a moment the end like there'd just be no more to it like yeah and exactly. again they were hot like it would just like go back to like the characters but if you build character into a character you just you invest more so I I mean I love the journey I I honestly when this was coming out I wish it was expanded but I love Midnight Poppy Land so like it's hard to say like would I give one up for another but I mean I'm just glad we have this and she was yeah. kind of like this gets finished on like a lot of webtoons out there which you know because many reasons may not get finished so right. at least this one has a a finality to it and who well, knows maybe yeah and I mean she's I think she's mentioned previously that you know when Midnight Populan is done because she has I think I think she's mentioned maybe three seasons possibly of Midnight Populan you know she would like to go back it sounds like and maybe finish or kind of give us Sir's Bride the full treatment that she really wanted it to have which fingers crossed because like it seems like you know there's a lot of authors right now on webtoons who are finishing up long-running series and it seems like 
pretty much a lot of them just jump into another story right away. So she would already have a story that has a built-in fan base that would like to see more of them. So, you know, it'd be cool if like, you know, at some point Asura's Bride gets featured, like that would be amazing. So if anybody's listening from Webtoons, you know, just keep that in mind for when Minette Poppy Land is done. Yep. You hear the money raining down upon you? you yeah, it? yeah. Like, <laughs> I will, I will fast pass Oscar's bride. Like, come on, like we know that's going to happen. Okay, so I think we'll end this recording now, and we'll head straight to the bonus content. Okay. So. Thank you so much to my current patrons: Susie, Lady Libras, Mary, Alley Cat, Chelsea, Lily, Jenny. Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, and also Emily. Your support is truly, truly, truly appreciated. Thank you so, so much. Um.